Tomorrow we're celebrating Thanksgiving. I hope you'll have a day off. And if you don't have a day off tomorrow, I hope you can at least take a moment to breathe, to rest. Thank God for everything that you have in your life. And if there's anything that you might need, ask him tomorrow. Ask him today. I like a lot St. Paul's reading when he says, Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be, known, be made known to God. He's always listening. Tomorrow is a particular day because when I was living in the United States for six years, every day tomorrow, I would have to cook a large turkey dinner. So I went to study to be a priest in the United States. And there was at least four, five, six, seven Canadians every year. And we'd get together and we'd say, hey, we're celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving. And so we're going to get together and cook for the entire community turkey dinner. And so we we're cooking for anywhere between 50 to 100 people, depending on what year we were there. Now, the Americans don't celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow. They celebrate it at the end of November. Tomorrow for them is a holiday that they call Columbus Day. Okay? And so they go around to us. They knew it was our Thanksgiving and they'd say, Hey, Canadians, happy Columbus Day. You know, they were always teasing us. And then sometimes we'd make the pumpkin pies and then we put a, a maple leaf on it with uh, cinnamon and sugar and put it in the oven so it would come out baked. And they're like, hey, what's with these pumpkin pies with a maple leaf on it when it's Columbus Day? They would find any reason to tease us. But did you know that American Thanksgiving at the end of November is the most traveled day in the entire year for the United States. Did you know that? What does that mean? Why is Thanksgiving at the end of November the most traveled day? Airports are packed. You cannot get seats on airlines to major cities. Because in the United States, on their Thanksgiving at the end of November, everybody has to go home if you can. You have to be with your family to celebrate Thanksgiving with mom and dad and with the entire family around the table. We don't have that in Canada. For us, I think Christmas is probably more important, perhaps New Year's, but it's funny, in America, in their culture, the most traveled day and the day they have to be with their family is Thanksgiving. They go to church on Christmas Day but they might not be able to get home and see mom and dad. Anyways, it's a difference in culture. I struggle with thanking. Why? Because in my circumstances, when I would receive a gift, I would always say to myself, so why is this person giving me a gift? 
What's the real meaning? What's the attachments, you know? It was unfortunate because in my family, sometimes you get a gift and you get an obligation with the gift. Okay. Here's a tennis racket. You're going to have to learn tennis. You know, we're going to do something, but, you know, there's conditions. So there wasn't always gratuity. And I realized that this stayed with me for a long time. I would say thank you, but I would not necessarily feel joy when somebody gave me a gift because I'd say, okay, so where are the obligations with this gift? I did a weekend with a prayer group called the Cursio. Wonderful experience on a weekend. And during the weekend, I got inundated with a lot of notes, a lot of letters probably got 40, 50 letters from people I knew and I didn't know. And then the next day, somebody said, hey, did you like what you received with those letters? Did you like the notes and the encouragement and the love that people gave you? And I looked at the guy and I said, I didn't open the letters. He said, really? Why didn't you open the letters? Because when I received all these gifts, I felt heaviness in my heart because like I said, when I get something from somebody, I think there's an obligation. And the last thing I want more in my life is more obligations. I've got enough. And then I realized that weekend, it's like I got something to work on here and here. And it took me a while to open each letter, to read it and to realize, wow, these people wished me well, no strings attached. What do we call when we say no strings attached? It's gratuitous. If somebody wants to give me something and then I have an obligation, there's a debt, there's a contract, this is a transaction. But when somebody truly gives you a gift, it should be gratuitous. And therefore, it should be no strings attached. What's behind the gift? Love. If there is truly gratuity and no strings attached, no conditions, it is gift of love. When we look at the gospel today, the owner of the vineyard, it's a parable, it's an analogy, it's a comparison. The, the guy is a rich man, he has a beautiful vineyard and he endows the vineyard with a lot of things, a wine press, a watchtower. And he says to his tenants, I'm lending this to you. Bring forth fruit for you and for me. And then he sends his other servants to go collect the produce. And the tenants who are using the, the vineyard beat and kill the servants. Okay, he sends another wave of servants. He kills them also. They kill them also. And then he says at the end, I will send my son. He is in my image. He is the thing that's the most precious to me. And they kill him because they want his inheritance. Now, obviously, if we had that situation in our experience, we would have stopped with the first sign of violence. Okay, but that's not how God operates. 
God sends somebody to help his people. They are treated poorly. They're treated with violence. And he will send another. He will send another. He will keep on sending somebody. He'll even send his own son. They kill his son. And then he will save them. And this is where that phrase says, the cornerstone that has been rejected by the builders, the stone that has been rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone. You rejected Jesus, the Son of God, and now he has become the foundation, not only of the church, but the foundation of salvation, the foundation of love, and the foundation of your life. That's special. That's gratuitous. That's a gift where there's no strings attached because God loves his people. And so God is always able to deal with our weakness and our selfishness. And he's always able to be patient, to wait that our selfishness can be transformed. But yes, we are responsible for this change. We are responsible for how we act if we act selfishly or if we act nobly and virtuously. But this comes back to this idea of thankfulness. We have to understand that God loves us. And so when we say thank you to God, we are actually recognizing his love for us and not just the gift, okay? Look beyond the gift. Look at the one giving. Look at his face. Look at his generosity. Look at the gratuitousness. This transformation is the fruit that God asks for every one of us. We have received. We will say thank you. And not only that, we will enjoy watching our transformation. When I realized that there was something inside of me that wasn't right and I had to learn to just be more trustworthy and understand that people can love me and not expect anything in return, it was liberating. I had a bigger smile on my face and now I'm very happy to receive things. But I'm going to ask you, don't give me things. (laughs) I just want your face. I want your smile. I want you with respect. It is a joy to see you all here. It is a joy to join you in prayer. Bring others. Let them discover the selfless love of God and the unconditional love of God. An unconditional being, no matter what, he's going to love. And he's going to love you as you are. And with him comes the transformation.